Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, the podcast where we watch whatever the fuck we feel like watching for whatever sure the fuck do. reason we say we watched it. And then you listen to us talk about it. You're welcome. Why do you do that? I, I mean, that's that's a question between them and their deity or yeah. their disbelief in deity. Yeah. Hmm. Eh, your prerogative. It's fine. Now I'm just thinking about Britney Spears. That's my prerogative. Britney nope. Spears? Yeah, I feel like she has a song called That's My Prerogative. I'm thinking about the old school song. What old school uh, song? My Prerogative. Which one's My Prerogative? I don't know. It's this old song. Look it up now, because now we're in this. I know. We can't We can't just leave this on the table lying there. I would, although we could. That'd be fun. Hey, Megan, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> no, no, I really need to get this. It solved. is a Britney, but I'm thinking about the um, Bobby Brown version. They both oh. have. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you just no. confirm first that the thing I mm-hmm. said was correct? I did. Yes, I did. I I wasn't even aware that was in question. I wasn't aware we were doubting Amber's knowledge. I know. I I was never doubting, but that's the one that jumped in my yeah. The, anyway, Amber, we watched Double Dragon. Don't you try to change the subject. Distract, distract, distract. <laughs> Amber, something shiny. It's over here. Look over oh. here. Ooh. Go, go, go. <laughs> Is that you? Ooh, Mark Dacascus. Hello. There we go. I did it, everyone. I did it. Negan, we watched uh, Double Dragon for reasons. Reasons we did. Yes. Correct. I mean, legitimate reasons. It, the You know, general aspects of this podcast. We watch movies that are critically bad that one of us enjoyed or that we think we might enjoy and then we discuss it and then hopefully at the end of the day both of us enjoyed it that is how this works and by you you but by one of us you mean you generally me yes yeah okay one of us one of us has to be the trailblazer in this relationship megan and that burden falls to me and i've taken it up like a champ amber amber i don't say this very often but thank you. <laughs> thank you, Amber. Megan. Mm. It is Megan, right? I think so. You're welcome. Great. Perfect. Oh, we just had a beautiful moment. Mm, it was lovely. Well, Megan, Double Dragon, this was your first viewing. It was my first viewing, yes. For some reason. Who knows? It, it, who knows how this one slipped through your cracks? deficiency Uh, in my childhood i imagine it was not a deficiency in my childhood my uh my childhood was filled with the dd i definitely watched this movie an inhumane number of times i think that's the word that's popping into my head yeah sure i have not seen it in probably two solid decades but yeah i mean i watched it enough to make up for that before these two decades have passed so good oh little baby amber the things you were into (laughs) <laughs> things that you watched and rewatched and rewatched again and again and again. Oh, I definitely own this on VHS. I just want that to be abundantly clear. I don't think anybody had any doubts, Amber. Oh, you say the sweetest things, Megan. Mm-hmm. For the, I I must I have to assume minority of listeners who are not familiar with this seminal film. Yeah, please do offer a brief summary. I will. So. Double Dragon is a movie about the video game Double Dragon. This is a video game with virtually no plot. Mm, no. Um, yeah, you, you play, it can be two players. 
and uh, uh, if you play as two players, it's two brothers who um, chase after a love interest, and it's like a side-scroller, and you, you punch people till they disappear, pick up improvised weapons, and like chuck them at people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twin brothers who ultimately are working cooperatively until the end when they have to fight to the death to decide which of them gets the girl. The girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it ends, apparently. I never finished the video game. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, great. So, um, to make up for this lack of plot and atmosphere in the video game, they decided to have all of it in the movie. All atmosphere. <laughs> there is some um, rich tapestry woven. Oh my goodness. So they set up this like apocalyptic world with roving night gangs of of so many sorts. I'm very excited to talk about these night gangs. Um, acid rain, poor air quality. And then they have um, uh, Robert Patrick trying to get um, both sides of both halves of this double dragon necklace so that, I don't know, he can... What rule? Oh, he was, city he was very clear about what he yes. wanted to do. He wanted total domination of one major American city. That's of all just he wanted. One. Yeah, just one. And he needed the full double dragon amulet to do so. Yep. This is set in New Angeles, obviously. <clears throat> Following the big um, one. Right. Um, so in this movie, there are two brothers, and they have one half of the double dragon amulet, and they're trying to keep it away from Robert Patrick uh, while navigating this bonkers worldscape that they have created it's great stuff it's great it's great there's there's magic there's there's fighting there's siblings and their beautiful relationship in the in the game i believe they're twins in this movie i assume they're still twins they've got to be twins i mean it's the only thing that makes sense and and mark dacascus it's i mean I, i see it how could they not be identical twins i'd imagine it's it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. That, that I mean, it, it and really it shines a mirror to us. You know, anytime you you go into the future and try to show kind of a post apocalyptic landscape, you're really you're really shining the spotlight on us as people. Who are we? Where do we think we're going, and why? And also, magic amulet, over the top villain with vanilla ice hair, <gasps> vanilla ice hair, <gasps> and uh, yeah, brotherhood, and Alyssa mm-hmm. Milano. Yes, all these things are true. Oh, Amber, um, hey Amber. Yes, my God. Yes. <laughs> Who? What? What was the What was the Metacritic rating on this movie? Oh, they they didn't even bother. They knew this movie was too much for them to handle, so they didn't even try to do a critical aggregate. Lazy bastards, fearful cowards is what they are. They are. Um, Amber, I do believe this comes in. I think as our second worst movie on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm so surprised. Um, it's a 13 from the critics and, Ooh, nice. uh, double that for the audience at 26. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Almost Heroes was single digits, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we do have some gems. We do have fun. Most of them from our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. Oh, nine-year-old Amber. Your taste was exquisite. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're making a living off of it now. Oh, wait, that's not true. 11. I was 11, and my taste was still exquisite. Are, are yes. we making a living off of this? Is is the money just rolling in? Oh, I haven't shared it with you yet? I would like some of that money, yes. That, that sweet, doodle. sweet podcast money. All right. Well, what did the critics have to say, Megan? 
I mean, <laughs> I think summing it up is an incoherent children's adventure based on a popular video game. Thanks, New York Times. <laughs> That's just a description. That's that yep. doesn't even that doesn't even get into the beauty of the movie, the artistry no, of the does. movie. It's like they didn't even really watch it. They just listed true facts about it. <laughs> it is for children. It is mm-hmm. based on a video game, and it is incoherent. And it is, mm-hmm. yes. Come on, most movies are incoherent. You're not really saying anything. Yeah, they they didn't like the special effects for some reason. Um, uh, they 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 thought it was uh, <clears throat> amateurishly. Oh my god, amateurishly acted. What? what? Right? What? Who would say that? I don't. Who would possibly say that it was full of bad dialogue, poor acting, and so very little plot? I don't even know how or to even fighting scenes. Bond to this. I mean, this is probably Robert Patrick's best role, finest role, certainly. And this is—I I feel like Alyssa Milano. There was nowhere to go but down from this one. No, that's it's true. And Scott Wolf. Well, he, you know, he could have done better. Yeah, but Mark Dacascos. Yes, please explain is amazing and i have nothing bad to say about him and he's wonderful in everything that he's in and everything that he's in is wonderful by him being in it including the stuff that is just awful good glad we glad we covered this did did you have any critical things did you you do any of your homework amber how was i supposed to metacritic (laughs) didn't have anything to say about it Best thing I could find was like a 41 worst video game adaptation movies, which is really just a list of video game adaptation movies. We've done several movies on this list, unsurprisingly, and uh, there are a couple on here that we haven't done and I fully intend for us to do. Beautiful. I am excited about it. So no, I did not do any homework on this because Metacritic had nothing to say and so I'm done. The homework I did was loving this movie and watching it lots of times. Okay, Megan? And showing it to me, yes. You wouldn't even know this existed without me. We've already done the thank you, you're welcome thing, so I'm not going to insist that you repeat it, but tell me with your eyes. Oh, that's good. Oh, that, 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 thank you. You're welcome. Wow, that was really heartfelt. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, critics. I mean, you didn't really add anything to the conversation, so we're going to have to do the whole conversation ourselves. That's fine. We're used to it. I guess we do. Mm-hmm. Amber, tell me about this movie. Tell me. Tell, tell you, me, I mean, what do I need to tell you that you didn't see for yourself? Well, okay. So it starts out with Robert Patrick going to get one half of the medallions, oh. of which oh, it was so Oh, it's not so Robert hidden. Patrick. Oh, right. That's right. No, it's Lash. That's <laughs> yes. right. He didn't even deign to do it himself. It's uh, Red Lady. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christina Wagner. Yeah. She, she, she seeks down and finds one half of the double dragon necklace. Um, Which is somewhere, and it's guarded in theory by a bunch of monks, maybe? I mean, it's it's bald men wearing kind of orange clothing that makes you think monk? Right. If you're, yep. you know, white and Western. But not only that, but yes, these monks have a special characteristic, Amber. They've all cut out their tongues, Megan. Ah, so they cannot reveal the location of this medallion. As it turns out, you don't need a tongue to do that. So they're they're killing everybody. And when they try to interrogate one of them, they're like, oh, they've cut out their tongue so they can't reveal it. And then this one guy is just like, what's up? And then he runs 
to the hidden location, and when the bad guys follow him to the hidden location, and they still seem kind of confused about where the medallion is, he then looks at them and then looks over at the medallion, which is hanging in plain sight, and then they see it. So you don't need a tongue. And, you know, you have to kind of think about the fact that Okay, so we can take all the precautions that we think are necessary. Like, okay, we can't tell anybody anything. We'll just cut out our tongues. But you can still fucking point. That seems excessive. Why did you take out... You need you need your tongue for many, many things. You do. You do. And, and, and you can't... I mean, you're right, Amber. There's a lot of different communications. It's not just verbal. You could write down where it is. You could have somebody point with a finger. You could lead somebody directly to it and then look with your eyes to show them exactly where it is hanging up three feet from them. Yeah, it, it seems so many options. like admission to this community shouldn't be a willingness to cut out your tongue. It should just be basic intelligence. Do you it's think like, that they just, they did it for another reason? Like, that was apropos of nothing? That hadn't have to, like, she assumed it had to do with them hmm. revealing the location, but really it's because there are tongue-eating frogs in that area. Sure. Or like parasites that get into yeah. your tongue and then, then you grow do know and th- then burst out of your tongue. And then hey, Amber, do you know this This is a thing? Do you know this is a thing? With that there fish? are tongue-eating parasites? Or that there are fish that With get inside your tongue? and No, no. There are t- fish tongue-eating parasites that replace their tongues. And um, Oh, I did know that. Isn't that yeah. horrifying? Mm-hmm. It is terrifying, Amber, and very very upsetting they eat the tongue and then they take yeah. the place of the tongue and now they're they just do. part of the fish yep mm-hmm. it's amazing it's it's outstandingly awful nature is indescribably grotesque it is yeah mm. so now they have two minutes into the movie they have been led to the first amulet half of the amulet i should say we also they don't they give us some you know lore we, we are told that a great good king, during a time of darkness, sacrificed himself to make this medallion. And, okay, generally speaking, when you're told that somebody sacrificed themselves to make something, the assumption is they made it and then immediately died in order for the thing to exist. But surprisingly, this guy not only sacrificed himself to make it, but then was alive long enough to be like, oh shit, this thing's too powerful. I made a thing that's too good at what it's supposed to do. Right. So then he split it in two and gave each half to each of his sons, and they did the work of, you know, clearing up the dark mess. Right. But I, I like that idea of, I'm going to sacrifice myself to make this. Oh shit, I'm still here. Oh yeah. shit, this is too strong. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, at, at what point kidding. did he do the sacrifice part? When mm-hmm. did the dying yeah. happen? Yeah, I mean, I think probably he was, you know, on his deathbed handing over the amulet saying, I put all my energy into this, my two sons. And then, like, you know, it burned his hand and he realized how powerful it was. And he said, oh, hold up one second. And he just cracked it in two and handed one to each of his sons. Oh, I like that. That's really nice. And then he died. That's beautiful. That's that's really sweet and touching. Yeah. Where'd you go? My story involves, okay, so what's the thing that's most important to a guy? His dick. So when yes. they say sacrificed himself, oh, he had to put his, his, like the thing that he thinks of as the most powerful thing he owns, but also the most precious thing he owns, his dick, went mm-hmm. into making the medallion. And of course, a dude would be like, oh, it's too powerful now. It has my full dick. 
So then he splits it in half and gives each one to his sons. So each one of his sons is carrying around half of their father's dick. Yes. Around their necks. Covered in gold. It is a golden dong. Half a golden dong. All right. I'm into it. I mean, it makes sense. That's that's how he would then be able to, you know, continue to do king stuff, having sacrificed himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And his virility. Exactly. He's already got two sons. Yeah. We... Which just makes me think of what Robert Patrick's character says to Boa Bobo. What did he say to him? I can't remember. You're like a son to me. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. And like a son, you can be, rep- like, I can make another. I can make another. That's exactly what people say of their children. That's a fantastic, that is that is such a sociopathic way to look at your progeny. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, you're my I son. I made this. Can I can make another again. one of you, though. I still have sperm. I, st- I can mm-hmm. still, like, do this. I, you, you are actually totally replaceable. Neat. Yeah. We will talk about Robert Patrick's villain. But let's let's just, we're, we're continuing to, to set the world stage. We have we have the mythology. Powerful dragon amulet. Bad guy. Looking for it. Oh, no. But he only gets half of it. And this half is the, the soul half, because it's the body and the soul, Megan. Right. And the soul half lets him do we don't know what, but when he activates it, he turns into this two-dimensional shadow guy with glowing eyes. Yeah, he turns into an Instagram filter is the way I would describe it. Like he 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 does these like kind of interesting cool effects. He goes sepia, then he goes black and white, and then he kind of goes like that like almost like a hexagonal pixelated thing and then he goes into full shadow form. Yeah, I mean it's it's he's got all kinds of filters on that on that amulet there. He has the best hair and the best clothes uh and fantastic facial hair. It is all great. Uh all so 90s. And then, then we get to then we get to get into the world. So immediately following this, we 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 see a a martial arts tournament happening, where we are introduced to the the Double Dragon brothers, Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf. Uh, Scott Wolf is a huge asshole. He basically throws the tournament for them because he just wants to have a little bit of fun. We we right. He's, he's just being an asshole. He's, he's tagging his brother out when his brother's not ready to be tagged out. And when the fighting gets, I don't know, too boring for him, he just jumps on his opponent's back and starts nugging him, which immediately gets him disqualified. So they've just spent, I don't know how long, earning points and fighting in this tournament. And then to he get, just throws yeah. it because he's like, I just want to have some fun. What's wrong, man? Yep. And then they, they, they then start another fight at the end of the tournament. Just for funsies. This turns into a brawl. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Dacascos, he's the straight edge brother. He's the one who wants to do things right. Scott Wolf is just an asshole and kind of stupid. Yeah. Excellent. Then the world is built through commercials and yes. and a news program. So we just uh-huh. immediately go to a Jack City commercial. Which which we'd seen during this this tournament that yes. there was a dude just like sitting there like every once in a while having to 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 jack up the roof and the pillars a little bit more to hold the whole building up. Because there are periodically aftershock quakes because I think I think Los Angeles at this point New Angeles it's 2007. Yes. Way into the future. Mm-hmm. And there's been the big quake, and Los Angeles is now an island. This is not the first movie to presuppose that eventuality. And now it's just constant aftershock. So everybody apparently needs to have like jacks in their homes to yes. keep them upright, which is a horrifying thought, isn't it's, it? Though, yeah. But the, it's it's this fantastic kind of homebrew local commercial that's like Jack City will jack clap you up, 
And it comes in a variety. It was just, it was a lovely. And then it goes into the newscast, which is hosted by Vanna White. And the weatherman Mm -hmm. is Andy Dick. And through this newscast, we get the concept of, oh, there's black rain now. And, oh, people have to wear gas masks. And, oh, make sure you get, it's they, they, they're like, oh, it's daylight savings time. So, you know, make sure when you change those clocks, you don't miss curfew. You don't want to be caught out after dark. And so it introduces this concept of the cops, they only do cop things during the day. As soon as night falls, they go inside and the gangs come out. And the gangs come out. Yep. And that's the world. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. This is this is so much world and I will reiterate that none of this is in the video game. This is this is this is taken from whole cloth out of their brainchilds. It's um some yeah. brilliant screen and story writer came up with this amazing post-apocalyptic culture in mythology. And it doesn't end there, Megan. Oh, no. It's not just gangs, you know? It's not... They're not split up along racial lines. I'm not even sure they're split up along ideological lines. I think each one has to find their gang soul animal. Because what we're encountering in the gangs is just nonsensically delightful. Yeah. The first one we see, the clowns. The clowns are characterized by white face paint and these, like, poofy comical gloves. Yeah, the gloves are horrifying. They've got, like, little bubbles at the end. They do. They're wonderful. It's like cartoon clown hands. And they're dirty. Everything's dirty. Oh, absolutely. Everything's dirty in the post-apocalyptic, Megan. Yep. Then we learn that there are the Mohawks, which all have Mohawks. And yes. uh, some kind of culturally appropriative uh, makeup and, and, and clothing. Don't love it. Don't love that. And mostly has to do with, oh, Mohawks means punk culture. And we're still freaked out about punk culture in the 90s. Right. Yep. After that, there's like a gang meeting. Yes. They all come together. Where they all come together and one guy is talking and he's the maniac. So you can tell who the maniacs are because they have a tattoo on their forehead. Mm-hmm. And then once... Once Robert Patrick's supervillain comes in to this gang meeting, and he's like, hey, I have magic powers. So he activates the amulet, turns into a shadow, and then chokes the maniac leader. With his shadow. With his shadow. So he chokes the man's shadow, kills him, and then is just like, so I'm in charge now. I killed that guy and I have magic powers. And they're like, yes. Clap. 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 Yeah, they just starting start shouting clap and like, and like pounding their fists and 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 uh, feet. I mean, they may be saying, saying something clap. else, but it yeah, sounds they like they're clap. saying clap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After he gets in charge, he sends them out after. So that you know, Robert Patrick's trying to get the other half of the, the amulet, obviously, because he wants he wants total domination over one major American city. And is that too much to ask, Megan? It's. I mean. Apparently, because they 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 end up thwarting him at the end. Spoiler alert! But but yes, he has, he has some lovely over the top bad guy lines. That being one of them. Yes, he, he, he quite literally says that at some point in the movie when he can't yes. can't get his hands on this other amulet. So frustrating. Ugh. But he so you know after repeatedly failing to get it, he sends the gangs after them in broad daylight. Megan. <gasps> The the truce, the, the, the gang slash police truce is off. No, but then we get this wonderful scene where all the gangs are working together and we get to see all the flavors of gangs. And oh boy, 
oh my boy. It, they walk into this, I guess, abandoned auto yard place. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. There are cars. I, I don't remember why they were there, but it doesn't matter. They doesn't were taken. They, well, their car was broken after they put oh, the easy yeah, cheese a- in the combustible engine when they were trying to go faster that time. Right. They were trying to go faster that time. And it's kind of great because their, their car has this like flame jet on the back of it. And they have to just keep putting trash into like you said, the combustible engine, which means they also like sometimes just drive over to the side of the road, lean out of the car and grab some trash to throw into it, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, it's what a great concept. Like it's right? so, it's just, yeah. I so guess much. it's probably not plentiful, but trash surely is. Yeah, absolutely. And why wouldn't you want a giant flamethrower on the top of your car that presumably makes you go faster? Yeah, exactly. And if that car happens to be a station wagon with this, like, mad, crazy-looking, kitty Mad Max grill on it. Yeah. All the better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they end up, uh, yeah, at this auto shop yard it's wonderful. thing. It's, the whole aesthetic is wonderful. The idea of burning trash is delightful. But, yeah, that's, that's why they, they couldn't fix the car. So they were, and they were really sad because they also didn't have a home because Robert Patrick showed up and blew it up and also killed their guardian. Yeah. Yeah, Julia Nixon plays their like adoptive guardian um person who who had the second half of the um medallion originally and then of course very appropriately gave it to Scott Wolf to oh take God. care of just that, before all this happens. That whole scene was delightful. It cuz the the car chase where the car gets destroyed the gang leader was looking for a toll. You know, he wanted 50 bucks and he'd send them on their way. And then he saw her shiny golden medallion that she was wearing outside of her clothes and demanded it. And she was like, fuck you, no. And then she stabs him and they go through the car chase and then they get saved by um, a good gang. Yes, the who power wear, gang. Yeah, the power core yes. led by Alyssa Milano. And they wear graffiti jackets so that they can camouflage themselves against walls. They blend in. They blend. They're a good gang, though. They're out there fighting the other gangs when the cops won't do it, apparently. Right. Taking care of children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. giving them a place to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, scaring off gang members from the Double Dragon Brothers. Right. But this prompts Satori, their guardian, to tell them that this is special and that very bad people are after it and that they have to keep it safe. So, of course, she gives it to the biggest asshole in the room. Yes a bad idea robert patrick shows up and he knows satori they have a history she's the one who hid the dragons from him in the first place there's a whole fight and then you know blow up dead guardian gotta have a sad origin story even though their parents are their parents already already dead dead. and we learn that who killed their parents oh yeah robert patrick because apparently they all discovered the the double dragon amulet together on a dig but their father wanted to keep it from him or maybe put it in a museum and so robert patrick murdered him oh yeah it wasn't tragic enough we because we didn't see him die so we needed to see satori die so that you know the stakes would be real something worth it yeah so after all of this terrible tragedy, they're beset upon by gangs. And the, the camera the just pans over this <sighs> wonderful and diverse motley assortment of human beings. And and the thing that caught Megan's eye yes. were three individuals who were just spinning blue bags. Like duffel bags. They were just 
they they were the bag swinging gang. Like they just they got duffel bags and they're gonna swing them at you, man. What she I later watch out was that those were mailmen. Mm, yes. One, there, huh, during this fight, there's so many different flavors of games. We don't get to explore them, but a lot of them are coded by their 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 wear. Okay, so you have the mm-hmm. Mohawk gang, you've got the clown gang with the fancy gloves, you've got the mailman gang, who mm-hmm. they are dressed like mailmen, and they have mailbags. Yes. And those do. were what they were swinging. And then, you know, the maniacs, simple, tattoo forehead. But mm-hmm. then there's also a group of people who just seem to be wearing schoolboy outfits with like the yes. little caps and the short with the shorts. the beanies on, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I want to yeah. know about the inner life of these gangs. Yeah, there's like a '70s Woodstock gang oh, with yeah. like hippie yep. wear. Um, there's uh, the um, hat wearing gang, which I can't remember if they're the same or different than the suit wearing gang. Oh yeah, there was a suit gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the businessman gang. It was great. Yeah. Oh, this scene. I mean, the fighting is is fine. Mark Dacascos is an experienced martial artist. They mostly just have Scott Wolf do brawly, silly gags. So it was, the parts of it were kind of cute and fun, and, and parts of it were just, it was mostly just watching the gang wildlife. Like, yes, what, it was fantastic. Who are these people, and what are they up to? And, and why do they have such a hinted at backstory that we never get to learn about? Yeah, that costumer must have had so much fun. It's like, we're going to make a schoolboy gang, and you shall be mail carriers. And you have all these action shots of mail carriers, like, jumping off buildings and cars and swinging mailbags at people. Ah, it's great. There's even a really sweet moment where the Mohawk gang second-in-command gets his eye viciously poked by Mark Dacascos. And it really hurts, and he's crying. And one of the very large maniacs is like, come here, cry on my shoulder. It was so cute. And he just, like, grabs his head and, like, puts it on his shoulder and pats it. It was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that very much. I am I am curious about what the gangs are up to, you know? Like, I don't necessarily know if they're really up to big crime. They they talk about, you know, how, oh, well, the, the cops, they, they let them have the city at night, and then in the morning all they do is clean up the mess. But when the gang stopped the boys, they just wanted $50. Maybe that $50 is for maintaining infrastructure. Yeah, it could be. It also seemed like all of their their fleeing caused so much damage to their their car and other shit. Like, you just pay them fifty bucks, right? Would have saved a lot of it. Absolutely, would shenanigans. Have. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, Megan. There's, we, I, I feel like there's so much we don't understand about this world. If it's New Angeles, it's separated from California. It, they, they, the rule of law has gone out the window. Who is maintaining that city anymore? Yeah, there's like they they the news report talks about flooding, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we'll have flooding up to Hollywood and Vine or whatever. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, there's there's so many questions that that are that are posed by this world. I'm, I want to I want to live in it a little bit more. Yeah. Of course, this massive gang versus the Double Dragon Brothers brawl ends the way it had to end. And of course, you can't have a Double Dragons movie without a boat chase. Mhm on a flammable river because of course it is heavily polluted right it, it we were told that it would melt you if you um went into it mm-hmm. melt your face it'll melt your face and if any of it gets in your mouth your hair will fall out and you'll have diarrhea for a week or something yeah and it definitely burns it definitely catches on fire right and then the 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 jet ski gang goes after 
the, the brothers. I'm not sure I've ever seen a jet ski with a mounted missile turret on it before. Now you have. Now you've seen two. Or since, I guess. No, no one has really... It was beautiful. They've cornered the market, I think, Amber. Why, why has no one else taken up that idea? It was like a jet ski mini tank. It was great. And, and they would have both, both this section and, and the car chase that we uh, talked about earlier had these, had these very much video gamey, like even older than Double Dragon video gamey interfaces with the, the vehicles and their surroundings. So like it was kind of like a mini game to like aim the, the Mohawks car at uh at the brothers or to aim the jet ski missile at the brothers um yeah fantastic graphics really really impressive stuff at one point frogger graphics yeah oh yeah at one point Alyssa milana's brother is is playing like a flight simulator game and they just show us that and yes to show us how advanced the technology is in the future Mm -hmm. it's amazing amber they over promised on this water yeah, nothing bad happened. They didn't melt. No. A lot of people wind up inside the water and they don't melt. Yeah, Scott Wolf and Mark Dacascos definitely end up in the water at the end. Despite it being on fire at different points, they yes. did not melt even a little bit. And not, I mean, you, I mean, if the water itself was flammable, you would expect the entire river to catch fire. Only part of it caught fire. And then it went to these barrels that apparently were filled with C4. And uh, there was a massive explosion. Just a massive, there is a massive fucking explosion in double dragon following a boat jet ski turret missile chase missile yeah can i tell you a little bit about this uh this explosion amber please do madam um this was filmed in ohio and apparently this is a real explosion they did with 700 barrel no 700 gallons of gasoline and 200 gallons of alcohol and they'd warned the local populace that they were going to do this thing and even despite it being like on the news and stuff that they were doing this thing um it was such a loud and huge explosion that they got like hundreds of calls about um about the noise uh, after this this happened anyway cowards this is why you don't yeah. film in Ohio. Can't handle a little ginormous explosion every once in a while. <laughs> little almost thousand gallons of incinerator fluid explosion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yep. Double dragons did it up. It did. They did. Uh, then they go and hide with the, the power gang. Power core. Power, power core, Megan. Excuse me. Come yep. on. Yeah. Yes. Oh wait, but Jimmy's captured at some point. So yeah, Jimmy Jimmy doesn't get captured until they 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 try to storm Robert Patrick's tower. That's There's this, right. They <laughs> they go to the power core to mm-hmm. get Alyssa Milano's help because mm-hmm. they're 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 being chased by all the gangs, and they can't get their half of the medallion to work. Unfortunately, Satori died before she could explain how to unlock its power. They keep trying. There's a moment at the power core hideout where they're like, oh man. You know, we haven't tried to activate it together. Maybe teamwork's the answer. So they rub it at the same time and nothing happens. It really, the answer was not teamwork. No, no, no. Well, it starts to make this humming sound, Amber. <laughs> but it turns oh. out the power core was just fucking with them. <laughs> yeah, it was great. There's this guy just spinning a large tube around to make a foo, 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 foo sound. Yeah, I remember those toys in the 90s. You, you would, yeah. People would pay money for those pieces of plastic where if you spin around, they make the wah, 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 ooh. Yep. The things we thought were cool. 
Yeah. Are no dumber than the things people think are cool today. Twitter? True. Motherfuckers? Instagram? What are you doing, children? We used to spin tubes around and make fun noises. <laughs> okay, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Since they can't get their magic powers to work. Yep. Alyssa Milano's like, okay, let's, I don't believe in magic. This is all very stupid. I have a real plan. I'm going to go to Robert Patrick's headquarters and I am going to plant false information oh in the, boy. so the gangs have a network. They have their yep. own like gang net where they have yeah. all of this information, like access to people's home addresses and license plate numbers and apparently the amount of money each of them is getting from i guess gang activity and she was gonna make it look like the maniacs were getting more of the take than the other gangs therefore causing a gang war and right. she like and that'll be that what you're gonna you're gonna start a bloody gang war you're gonna you so many people are going to die that's your solution that's yep you you realize that the gang war will happen in the city where you live right mm -hmm. lots of people yep. What are you... Okay, cool. Yep. So, yep. They, so she needs to bring this piece of equipment to this headquarters so that she can broadcast it. I don't know, to the all the gang CFOs, I guess. They, they don't have Wi-Fi <laughs> yet. It has to be hard. I don't know. They don't really explain it. It doesn't it, matter. But it all makes It falls apart sense. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. While they're crawling around, they happen to pass Robert Patrick's office. And I don't know if we've, if we've mentioned, Robert Patrick's character calls himself Kogashuko after the great Japanese warlord, just to make it really clear that he's the biggest asshole white guy in the room. Yep. Yep. And and obviously fashions all of his, he's, he's, he's the quintessential like rich white guy who surrounds himself with Asian culture. But he's busy, Kogashuko is busy trying to bribe the police chief who happens to be Alyssa Milano's father. So she's a good guy gang leader by night and a suburban cop's daughter by day whoa so she's got a lot going wear. on yep of course her father does not accept the bribe because he's a good man who just yes. abandons the city at night because it's too hard and a fight ensues it, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> nothing matters no but we learn more powers. The fucking Robert Patrick's medallion lets him turn into a shadow and possess people, turn into a shadow and murder other people by choking their shadows. And then we wind up in his basement where he's apparently just like making monsters and yes. that are maybe also dead. I, we don't know if he's, if if there's just a bunch of bodies who've been modified with technology somehow to look really disturbing. Some of them look like zombies. Some of them look like kind of Frankenstein monster things. They're all just under sheets. We don't know if they're alive or dead, but we do know that Robert Patrick can possess them and use them to try and murder the Double Dragon Boys and Alyssa Milano. Yes. Yeah. He he he, he likes to do some experiments. He he did experiment an experiment on one of the um, um, Mohawk game gangs member, a, a Bobo. Bobo Bobo. Yeah, he uh, he he turned him into a steroid monster man. I love that interaction. It's because you know Boa Bobo is not wrong in anything he says. He's very stupid. He he's the one who chases the Double Dragon boys and and tries to take the medallion in the first place. And then Robert Patrick gets mad at him for not getting the medallion. And Bobo was like, "Whoa, you didn't tell anyone you wanted this. Like you should have put an APB out on it, and you didn't. Yeah. And how am I supposed to know?" Yeah, good question. And that's when Robert Patrick tells him that he's disappointed in him, but he thinks of him like a son. He also gives this great line of, 
Your incompetence sticks needles in the flesh of my honor. Let's call this a similar punishment. And then introduces Boa Bobo to the scary chair, where he's going to inject him with submolecular steroids that will give him the strength of ten men. To which Boa Bobo responds, I already have the strength of ten men. I'm a steroid freak. That thing will kill me. <laughs> Boa Bobo, you might be dumb, but you get what's going on. You, you, do, you do understand that much. Um, Abobo is one of the other few folks who was actually another character in the video game. I never would have guessed that from the name. Yeah, right? It's, yeah, he gets turned into the Stay, stay Puff Marsh Muscle Man. Yep. Marsh Perfect. Muscle Man. He's very poofy. He's so poofy. And just as dumb. And seems to serve no purpose. He sort of lumbers after the boys at one point, then gets blown up and doesn't die. And then Alyssa Milano finds him and then starts torturing him by funneling spinach into his mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and holding him prisoner, all of which seem super illegal. Yeah. But I guess they are a gang. But they're a good gang. So the yeah. torture is spinach torture. Right. Because it's healthy. And he already looks like Popeye. Right. It's all yeah. coming together. It is all coming together. Yeah, he he has he might be strong, but he cannot move very fast, and I'm not sure what he's supposed to do to anybody. Yeah, he swings very slowly at people. He doesn't really do anything after that. He's no, just sort of around not. for color. Although, hmm? he might be the reason they succeed in the end, Megan. I'm trying to remember the end, Amber. <gasps> the end is so important. How can you not remember it? Well, I'm trying to remember his role in the end. What did okay. he do? Oh, God. Okay. You know... Please, yeah. I, I can't believe I have to take you through this. Okay. You know Mark Dacostas' character gets captured when they're in yes. the basement of Kogashuko's monsters. Mm-hmm. So then Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano go back to the Paracore hideout, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? But then what they're going to do comes to them. All of the gangs assault the compound. Kogashuko shows up with his magic amulet, but he's inside... Of Mark Dacascus. He is, he is, he is possessed right. Mark Dacascus using his magic yes. shadow power. So then there has to be a fight between brother and brother. So there's, there's just insanity happening around them. Power Corps gang fighting all the other gangs. And then Mark Dacascus being possessed by Robert Patrick just holds up his hands. Everybody stops fighting. Because apparently shadow or soul amulet powers just let you do whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, stop fighting. Everybody watch this fight. Yeah, exactly. So they fight for a while. And then Scott Wolf essentially beats Robert Patrick out of his brother just by punching believe, him again and again. I believe so. Correct. But he, he first needs to activate the amulet to be able to punch him hard enough to do so. And I know everybody, you're wondering, how did he how did he figure out how to activate the body amulet? Did he did he suddenly become a better person? Did he suddenly gain some sort of wisdom or understanding or respect? for things that he did not possess before. Oh no, there's a reason Satori gave the amulet to the biggest asshole in the room, because apparently the way to activate it is to take it off your neck as you fail in the battle against an evil man possessing your brother, look at it so you're just a piece of garbage, and then throw it towards the evil man who wants to use it to take over a major American city. Yes. Uh-huh. That was the secret, Megan. That was the secret. Why didn't he think of that before? Offer it to the bad guy. And then it just stops in midair mid and fushes back to him. 
Exactly. And then goes over his neck and gives him the magic power of body, which is apparently he can't get hurt and he's really strong. Yep. It, which yeah. is fine. That's cool. But it is the, the secret to the amulet was not wanting it or being a dick or maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe being outrageously stupid to try to give it to the bad guy. Hard to say. Hard to say. So he beats Kokoshuko out of his brother. Mm-hmm. And then Kogashuko uses the soul amulet to turn himself into two crazy-looking shadow warriors with swords. And they, they look like demons. They, I, the soul amulet is insanely powerful. It lets you kind of do whatever. Yeah, no, there, there's, there's no rules behind that one, for sure. The body one is apparently just like, you're sort of Superman. I mean, you can't fly, but you're strong, and you can get chucked through walls, and it doesn't bother you. Right. But soul... I don't know, Do you possess people, kill them in their dreams. You're Freddy Krueger, but also yeah. you can make yourself into two demon warriors. Yep, turn off the lights. And, oh yeah, suck. They, they, he just turns off all the lights in the city. He crashes yep. the entire power grid. Right. Oh, and he's kicking their ass. He is, yeah, until. Now I remember where, yeah, now I remember where Abobo comes in. Yeah, Abobo remembers that uh, uh, he does not... Um, Robert Patrick does not care for the light because he'd been in the presence when Lash had turned on the light and Robert Patrick yells at her because he, she didn't let him put on his sunglasses beforehand. Yeah. Lash, you know better. Not before I get my shades on. There we go. Always wearing sunglasses. So a Bobo's, yep. Bobo's able to, to let them know they should turn the lights back on, and Alyssa Milano goes and starts up the generator. Mm-hmm. Which, ah, my eyes! And then and then Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf kick the two demons into each other, and they become Robert Patrick again, and then the medallion comes flying out of him, and then Mark Dacascos grabs it, and then they get... <laughs> sparkles. Sparkles and swirls. And they're just enveloped. And then... And then yes, and go on. Then, when then the whatever. the sparkles and swirls go away, they're wearing... They're wearing blue and red double dragon outfits. Yep, they're wearing their video game outfits. Oh, so good. And they punch him. They punch him a few times. But at this point, they have magic powers and he's just a dude. So there's no Yeah, will. it's not really a contest anymore. Then Mark Dacascos jumps inside of Robert Patrick. Yep. And Alyssa Milano's police chief father shows up. And Robert Patrick... And, and, and one thing about that is this is night, Amber. So this is... <gasps> That's right. This is... Oh my gosh, yes. This is big, Amber. It's huge. taking back the night. The cops... The cop... Have they decided to take back the night? We don't know yet. There's a, there's a lovely exchange between Mark Dacascos possessed Robert Patrick and Alyssa Milano's police chief father in which Dacascos makes Kogashuko write the LAPD a $129 million check. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, is this another bribe? And, and Mark Dacascos inside of Kogashuko is like, no bribe, arrest me. <laughs> It puts out his little um, wrist to be arrested. It's great. That made me laugh as a kid all the time. No bribe. Arrest me. (laughs) And Robert Patrick just makes his eyes so innocent looking when he delivers the, I don't know. He's very good at being possessed by Mark Dacascos, okay? He is, yeah. It's true. And then everything, and 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 then they hear sirens. 
as, as, as the police chief is putting, putting the cuffs on Kokushuko. And Alyssa Milano is like, oh, do you hear that? Sirens. And it's like this beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like that, that moment when there's been a long drought and rain starts or something. Or yeah. it's, it's, oh, thank God, the police have decided to do their job. And they're coming to arrest. Well, I guess they would also arrest us because we're also a gang who's been breaking curfew repeatedly and they think we're terrorists. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why she's so excited about this. It's hard to say. They only take away um, Robert Patrick. Oh, Kogashuko. Did we see? You silly boy. Yeah. Don't try and take over cities using magic amulets. Mm -hmm. Robert Patrick does such a good job as as this cheesy ass villain, though. He just... he's, He's very good and just... Eats oh, those every, lines. Yeah, everything is over the top, but I feel like him most of all is purposefully over the top. Like consciously over the top. Yep. It, it I am totally not feels po- that way. I am not positive the other actors are doing it on purpose. Yeah, Alyssa Milano is kind of out of breath the whole time. Yes, she's very breathy. It's very breathy. I mean maybe that's the direction. Like, can you do it breathier? Mm-hmm. You're a damsel in distress. Always have run somewhere. Yes. And come over and finish your line. Yeah, I need you to do a bunch of jumping jacks before you hit your lines. She's she's not super damsel in distressy though. She's the, No. The no. worst thing they do is that twice both of the brothers are staring at her ass. Yeah. They do do that. No, no particular reason for that. It's super gross. It is in the video game, member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important to be to be true to your source <laughs> your material source. Yeah. So I, I just want to say, coming coming from seeing um, even the original Mortal Kombat, and and then especially this most recent Mortal Kombat, there there's so much like really good martial art, uh, martial artists who are doing actual like things and their own stunts, or sometimes whoever's doing their stunts is just very good and like actual fighting and actual like really impressively staged things and um i'm really confused where you're going with this just reiterate that this is not that (gasps) how could you mark degoskis obviously very good everyone else not at all and it's all very hokey oh yeah it's super hokey it's it's terrible it is it is kid television show level terrible yes it is except for mark dacascos and even he is kind and of even him they don't really give him anybody to play off of is exactly is a big problem yeah this is go go power rangers level stuff yeah so he does some cool like flips and, and diving in between scaffolding and and stuff like that but yeah he never gets to actually kind of show off skill not really no no he's doing stuff but it's it's so, Ember, on the rock scale, regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, okay. Where do you put this movie? This movie is adorable. <laughs> Baby Ember loved it. Mark Dacascos <laughs> is beautiful. Robert Patrick is hilarious as Vanilla mm-hmm. and Ice. And, yeah, no, I, I, this is a craze balls movie for me. I mean, it's, yeah, at best K, probably regrettable. But <laughs> it got in there early enough for me that it's definitely craze balls for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's on the and the on the K craze balls thing uh, 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 border for me. I feel like I feel like seeing it with you made it the craze balls that I needed it to be. It, it it is a very 
if you're watching this with someone who has not seen it before, or you are just, you know, know what you're getting into, I suppose. Know that you're, you're, you're looking at a 1994 campy, amazing, wild film. Just focus on the gangs and Robert Patrick and how yes. beautiful Mark Dacascos is. I, I had a crush on him after this movie. I, I probably watched it so many times because like, oh, he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Mark Dacascos is gorgeous. Indeed. If you if you don't know who he is, uh, Megan recently reminded me that he was the chairman for the Iron <laughs> Chef competition. Yeah. I, I never watched it, but I was aware of that. The American version of the Iron Chef competition. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. He's in other things, but that's probably where most people would recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Oh, Double Dragon. Oh, Double Dragon. Well, Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you have an happy story? I do have an happy story. Um, and it's going to get a little sad, but, but you know, that's fine. Um, so, uh, it, well, to, to just, like, get the sad just right out of the way um my dog pickle died and that was just the worst um and uh when i was down visiting abby this weekend was the first time i went down without her and so uh when we were having we were having our first family kind of meal together with my mom and dan and erica and the kiddos and like it's been it had been like eight months since we'd all sat around at a table together and uh we were having a little toast and uh, Abby was asked, you know, to say something nice about um, uh, that she loved about Daba. And she said, I love how Daba gives me hugs. And then uh, asked to say something nice about me. She said, I love how you let me walk pickle when she was alive. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Oh, that's a, oh, oh, right to uh, the yeah. gut. We're, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yep. she she punched you right right in the crotch there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Your heart crotch. Yep. The whole heart crotch. How did you uh keep together at the table there? I did. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so out of the blue and like mm. just outstandingly, it like thoughtful, but like in the four year old way of like this is something I really liked and I'm sad it's not there anymore. And, but not fully acknowledged, you know, you know, four year old. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And terrible. And terrible, but you know, mostly and good. Sweet. And then she, she came over and, and gave me a hug, which was very sweet. Aww. So Amber, do you have a recommendation? I mean, I could recommend watching double dragon. It's, uh, on Amazon prime. <laughs> it will cost you nothing except, you know, the 90 minutes you'll never get back yeah yeah it is it, do, it does come in at that nice tight 95 mm-hmm. minutes i think yeah yeah it's nice and nice and short uh what else could i recommend Ooh, ooh, yeah okay i could also recommend watching mark dacascus's short-lived show oh yes the crow stairway to heaven mm. in a way that i'm not actually recommending you do it but i just i want other people to know that this show existed And watching this movie made me think of it. Because, of course, I watched it. I was just delighted by Mark Dacascos. And it was the kind of show where I don't know where it originally aired, but where I saw it was at, like, 11 p.m. on, you know, like, local Fox station. 
when it mm-hmm. was being re-aired, it made it through 22 whole episodes, which is shocking. It, it is, is based on the general mythology of the Crow movie. Mark Dacascos stars as Eric Draven using his delightful martial arts skills and wearing a lovely wig. Mm-hmm. And it basically picks up where, okay, if you're brutally murdered, then it, you are allowed to be resurrected as a vigilante spirit to get revenge on the people who brutally murdered you and probably the woman you love. And a crow is with you. And also, instead of putting on makeup, you become the makeup. Like, it leaks out of you when it's time to get vengeance. Unfortunately, if you murder the person who wronged you, then you don't get to go to heaven and be with the woman you love who's still dead and doesn't get to do the vengeance thing. Instead, you're stuck on Earth as a resurrected corpse man doing more vengeance justice and trying not to kill any more people so that eventually you can tip the scales back in your favor and go to heaven right so i mean an amazing kind of like kind of like constantine almost you, you know, know kind of like earn, earn back yeah 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 except in his case like he went to heaven and then with no choice of his own was sent back true yeah gotcha specifically with the purpose of getting vengeance on people how the fuck was he supposed to know he wasn't supposed to kill him how is, yeah. he, is he just supposed to like beat the shit out of them as a corpse crow man and then take them to the cops? Was that how yeah. he gets to sleep finally and be with the woman he loves? Yeah, you got to go Batman rules, Amber. You got to do all but murder them. Oh, yeah. I don't think that that is accurate. And I don't think that that is fair. And that was that was the main problem with the crow stairway to heaven. Mm, I see. But you, if, I mean, feel free to watch it. Um, it is up. You can stream it on NBC. Wow. Okay. All 22 episodes. And uh, we can have a lovely dialogue about the mythology of the show that I have not seen for 20 years. But I remember too much about. Yeah. My recommendation is apparently vengeance upon you. Watch yes, this and suffer. <laughs> Megan, do you have a recommendation? Yes. I am going to recommend Raya and the Last Dragon. It's the uh, new-ish Disney movie. It is on uh, Disney Plus. Right now, I think it's still like full price Disney on Disney Plus, but I'm sure at some point it'll come to regular old Disney Plus. Um, It has uh, fantastic voice actors, uh, Kelly Marie Tran as Raya, Aquafina um, as the actual last dragon, and Aquafina is the best in most things, and uh, she is not... Uh, any different in this one being the best. Um, it's got Daniel Day Kim as uh, um, Raya's dad. Um, um, yeah, so it's about uh, Raya trying to kind of bring together this kind of broken land and uh, finding Last Dragon and kind of trust and togethershipness and teamwork. It's it's kind of anti the anti double dragon where you actually need teamwork to to fulfill the promise of kind of this. Um, a reunification of a world. I don't know. It actually kind of sounds double dragon derivative to me, but, you know, I guess yeah. I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, she doesn't just toss the dragon shard away. <laughs> Fuck this junk. Fuck this shit. That I, was, that I was tasked by the woman who raised me to take care of and keep away from this specific guy. I'm just going to throw it away towards mm-hmm. the guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right the last dragon. It's It's great. Lovely. Yes. Well, Megan. Amber. I think we've done good work here, and uh, we can call it a day. We can. I will just finish up with saying what I always do, which is, I rock, therefore I am.
It's a Prince song. I I know. I know it's a Prince song. I I just, I can't, I I existentially, I can't deal with it. I just, I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with you for, for putting it in front of me like this in this context. Like, yeah, I'll fucks with Prince. But do I fucks with this this terrible thing that you do at the end of every episode? Every episode, no, and therefore every, I cannot every support every sode, Amber. You, every sode, I do it. Every sode, you do it, and I I just I can't support it, even when you weaponize Prince against me. Maybe especially when you weaponize mm. Prince against me. Yeah, you know what? I don't want you to have a good weekend <gasps> this year. Yeah, womp. You sit with that. Well, I sit with this. Now we're both in the wrong. <laughs> Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan.